Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Sunday, November 12th, 2017. This is episode 144, The Best and Worst Gifts. It's the middle of November, so obviously this is true gift-giving season. Between Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, and any other holidays, you and your family and friends may be celebrating. Gift-giving is in the air. And one of my favorite things about being a podcast host is I have the ability to choose the topics that we're going to discuss whenever I want. And this is the day that I want to talk about gifts. I'm going to get right into it. I think the world on on a whole has completely lost the art of gift giving. I think there are plenty of people that still get it. I think there are plenty of people who understand. But whether it's the lack of originality, the timing, the lack of creativity, the boring gifts, the predictable gifts I don't get it I just don't get it and we also live in a time where there are so many unappreciative people especially when hard-earned money is being spent on these gifts there are so many people that don't quite understand how great it is to receive something that's unexpected. It's a primary reason that I wanted to address this particular topic today. Because when I'm talking about gift giving, I really am not thinking about any holiday or any birthday. My favorite gifts are the ones that occur when you least expect it. Those are the best gifts. And that's why. See, for any of the holidays, it's expected. You're either getting a gift or you're not. You're either getting a lot of gifts, or maybe you're only getting one gift. Maybe you're only getting one gift because it's a really, really expensive gift. But if it's one really, really expensive gift, isn't it pretty likely you already know what it is? One of my favorite commercials that 
always comes around the holidays, and I don't like talking about companies, but I will, I guess, give a plug to this one, is Lexus. <laughs> Lexus always puts a commercial on around the holidays. It almost seems like it's the same commercial every year, even though it isn't. They use the same holiday music every year. And there'll be the scene inside the house, and then the keys will be there, and the person will go outside and they'll see a bow on top of a Lexus. And obviously, they did a good job with their marketing because I can remember it's Lexus. Unlike a lot of other cars where the music is played and you can think of the entire scene, but you have no idea what the, car, the, uh, the company is. Well, here's the problem with Lexus. I don't know many people who have money laying around to buy a Lexus. That's the, probably the biggest problem. It's a great idea, but if it was for some of the other automobile manufacturers that were a little bit cheaper than Lexus, I could maybe understand it. At any rate, if you do think about those commercials though, the person runs outside, they get very, very excited. They're not excited about it necessarily being a Lexus. They're not excited about the color. They're not excited about anything else except this. It's a vehicle. And that's something to get excited about. If you don't have a car, or your car just died, or you are waiting for a specific style of vehicle, and maybe it is a Lexus, or it might be a sedan or an SUV. The whole idea of the gift should have some unexpected value. And a lot of people miss that. When I was a, a child, I used to take the Sears holiday gift catalog. And if you're in your 30s or 40s or older, you might remember that gift catalog. I don't know if they still make it. But I can tell you right now, it was thick. Real thick. And the person who always had it in my house was me. And if anybody else is looking for it, I had it. And I would spend hours upon hours upon hours, cover to cover, except for the clothes, because I had absolutely no interest in look, interested looking at, a cl at clothes when I'm eight years old. But I'm looking at everything else in the book. And I'm circling away. And I'm writing down notes. And I'm making my list for Santa. And I'm making my list for my family members. Of all the different things I wanted. And there were so many items that were in that catalog that I wanted badly. And I got so few of them. But I did get some of them. I would say, looking back on my childhood, I think if I considered 
all of my family members, not just my immediate family, but relatives as well, I probably received about 70% of the things that were on my list. Not necessarily the ones that I wanted, because I did have those pie-in-the-sky type of gifts, and I simply didn't get them because, well, we just didn't have that kind of money for some of the ridiculous things that I did want. But I did get about 70% of them. And the other 30% were nice. Some of them, again, as a child, more specifically a boy getting clothes. That is, there's nothing exciting at getting clothes. There's, there's no boy that is elated about receiving underwear as a gift. That I can assure you. I certainly did not enjoy getting that. But there were lots of fun and unexpected gifts that would be in my stocking or things that I would get from some of my relatives who may have not looked at my list that were actually pretty cool. That's the whole idea of the gift giving is the unexpected gift. Those are some of the best gifts you can get. The other gifts that are awesome, at least for adults anyway, cards. More specifically, cards that are meaningful and thoughtful and are handwritten. Which means you absolutely can get a Hallmark card or whatever other company, and then maybe the, you get, just get a card that's big enough so you can put lots of thoughts inside the card. In some cases, you might even include a letter inside. That's one of the best gifts you can, that anyone could ever get. And it took me a while. When I was a kid, I'd always go straight for the wrapping paper and un- unwrap the gift and I wouldn't look at the card. And sometimes it almost cost me because they didn't really have gift cards back then, but they did have gift certificates sometimes for things. Or they had cold, hard cash inside of those envelopes. And I would just assume sometimes it would just say, Merry Christmas, love whoever, with nothing inside. Especially the one Christmas that somebody slipped a hundred inside there and I had no idea that was inside the card. And the box had a gift that was probably worth about five dollars. But nowadays I, I, I open the card first. And I can tell you as a teacher, I love getting cards from kids but the cards that are either created by children or written by children any day of the week I would always prefer to get a card from a five-year-old in their handwriting than the handwriting of their parent 
and I, I, I have no problem if it's from Aunt Jenny, Uncle John, and Arthur, the son. But Jenny and John can absolutely sign it. Arthur should be signing his own name. If he's five years old, I want him to write it. I cannot stand when people do all of the writing on the cards. And here's why. It's so lazy. It's so lazy. How hard is it to write your name on a card? Are we that lazy of a society now? We can't write our name on a card? I want the child to have seen the card. Here's what's even worse. When I get cards from children in school, they hand me the card and they have no idea what's inside of it. They don't know what the card looks like. They don't know what the card says. They don't know if there's anything inside of the card. If the card's attached to a box, they have no idea what the gift is. Drives me crazy. I don't understand it. I can tell you this much. Those are some of the worst gifts. Because after 20 years of teaching, there are a lot of families sad but true that are trying to buy the affection of the teachers. They want to make sure you don't forget their child in class. So they'll make sure to drop $20 on a gift. Whatever that gift may happen to be. Just so you can remember them. Here's what I can tell you, and I have an excellent, excellent memory. I almost never remember the actual gift unless there's originality. I should take that back. I'll remember the gift, but I won't remember who gave it to me. So I'll be able to tell you if I just received a gift card or if I received a specific amount of gift cards for a specific store. And I'll be able to tell you that I received this gift and that gift, but I easily can mix up who gave me the gift. Unless you're copiously writing it down. And even with that, a year from now, I'm not going to remember. I can tell you right now, the gifts that are sitting on the desk in my office, oh, I know who got me those. Every single one of them. I remember all the students, and I remember their families. And here's why I remember. The gifts were original. The cards that were included with the gifts were almost always written by the children. And the children were involved in the selection of the gifts. <laughs> Which leads me 
to one of the worst gifts on earth. Unless you have a significant other who absolutely adores this. Unless you have a friend who has a specific craving for this and around the holidays, this is known to be one of the best times to purchase this. I will never for the life of me understand why people give any type of chocolate as a gift. A box of chocolate, wonderful. A box of chocolate, a chocolate in the form of whatever, the word teacher, fine. 37 packages of chocolate, the last time I checked, I don't think any teacher wants to come back after the break 20 pounds heavier. I will never, ever understand chocolate as a gift. It's so presumptuous that anyone could be, and I'm sorry to say it this way, but so thoughtless to walk down the aisle of the store grab six boxes of chocolate and give them as a gift. And you can even go one step further with it. There's a lot of this chocolate that has nuts in it. Now, I am not the type of person that's going to start going off about nut allergies. But, let's be real about it. There are a lot of people that are allergic to nuts. I don't understand. I I simply do not understand chocolate as a gift. I remember the the beginning of my teaching career where I taught for over a decade. And I started getting these boxes and the boxes were all shaped the same because there was a specific store nearby that sold chocolate, but they had a specific, what they did with the chocolate is they were able to make different types of designs. And the store only made one type of music design. And it was super thick chocolate in the shape of two eighth notes and we're talking oh I would say it was probably eight inches by eight inches this thing was huge the thought of me sitting on the couch snuggled up about to watch a movie on a Friday or Saturday evening grabbing this hunk of chocolate and gnawing away. I can't think of anything more disgusting and repulsive. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I can. The thoughtlessness involved with the gift. And I'm not going to say that I'm ungrateful, but at the very least, seven or eight bucks was spent on this. 
Couldn't you have spent it on something else? At the, what I would almost prefer is that the person takes the seven or eight dollars and just sticks it into an envelope. I'd rather you just do that. And I can tell you right now, that's how a lot of other teachers feel. I have never met one teacher in my entire career who has ever enjoyed getting dozens of boxes of chocolate. And it happens to a lot of teachers. A lot of teachers. Be original. Be original with your gift giving. Put some type of thought into it. If you're going to get all of the teachers, your child's teachers, the same thing, fine. It doesn't have to be chocolate. There are other options available out there. There are other creative things you can get them. Now, I'm tempted to say that mugs can also be, I wouldn't say unoriginal, but teachers do get a lot of mugs. We really do. More mugs than we know what to do with them. I'm easily in my house, I must have 200 mugs. Some of them are actually really neat. Some of them are in very, very, very special designs. I haven't greatly enjoyed the mugs that have had my name engraved on them. Those are fun. There are ones that come in all different types of holiday shapes and in the shape of Santa Claus. Those are great. But I can tell you teachers do have a lot of mugs. Again, probably something that you might want to avoid. I think there's a way that you can look at it, especially when it comes to teachers. Are there really that many loved ones that are going to enjoy receiving chocolate or a mug as a gift? I think that's a way you have to look at it. It's such a stereotypical thing to be giving those two particular items to teachers. People need to be a little more practical. Believe it or not, teachers go to the supermarket. Teachers are not paid exceptionally well. Teachers would gladly take a lot of the types of things that you need every day for them to use every single day. But I do want to come back to that other thing I said before. It's very upsetting when I can easily see that a family is trying to buy the affection of a teacher. It's not right. And I could tell you it's never worked for me. It doesn't matter. I've had people, it's wonderful, it's very, very, uh, very kind, but to give me a gift card that's $150, which I had once, that's wonderful. It, it, it truly is, but it's so not necessary. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to turn it away, but I am equally happy with the creative greeting card by a student where the student painted the picture 
the student took a simple piece of paper and folded it in half and put their mind to it. Those are some of the greatest gifts in the world. And I think we can learn from children in that way. I don't know of anybody who doesn't enjoy a nice card like that. And I don't think we have to rely on the card makers for everything. I will tell you that when I have purchased cards over the years, me personally, I'm not into the touchy-feely cards. I'm an emotional person, but do we really have to rely on the card companies to say that I am a super special teacher? I think that this can be expressed in some other way. I I personally enjoy uh, cards that have humorous sayings on them. I think those are great. And I was always known at for a very, very young age when I would get send cards to people, when I would buy things for them and attach cards. Always humorous cards. Because people enjoy laughing. Does it always have to be sentimental? The sentimental part is hopefully going to be in the actual gift that's in the box. That's going to make them go, ah. But the card doesn't have to also make them go, ah. <laughs> the card could be humorous. You get the best of both worlds that way. The greatest thing about giving gifts is not the gift. It's the give. It's the feeling you have, the satisfaction of knowing you're making another person happy. Just getting someone something because they want it, that's fine. But should it really always be, what do you want? for your birthday or what do you want for Christmas or what do you want for whatever day? Why can't we just be a little more creative, a little more thoughtful? Perhaps you could contact the person Ask them about their interests. Ask them things that they enjoy. You could even be blunt about one other thing. You know, I was thinking about maybe getting you a t-shirt, which is somewhat vague because you're not saying what's on the t-shirt. And maybe you could find out from the person, maybe the person will direct, very bluntly say, you know what, I don't really like t-shirts. Now you know. Or you can engage in some type of conversation so that you can avoid those types of gifts. But I do hope that people are going to get out of this. Po One thing I hope they're going to get out of this podcast is how much teachers cannot stand getting chocolate. That's the one no-no. I think almost any other food I think is great. Homemade cookies, wonderful. A big jar of pistachios, 
great. Person can't eat them, they'll find somebody else who will enjoy them. A three pound wad of chocolate. Not so much. The best and the worst gifts lie in two main things. The art of giving the gift and the unexpected gift. Those are some of the biggest differences between your big gift winners and losers. So be a winner. Use your brain. Think about ways that you can make that person's day. And maybe get them one of those gifts on the day they're not expecting. Because it's a really nice thing to put a smile on someone's face.